0: On today's episode, yet another loss for the Chicago Blackhawks last night, falling 5-2 to two to the Calgary Flames at the United Center. And immediately following the game, prior to the Hawks heading out west for their upcoming three-game road trip, top prospect Lucas Reichel was reassigned to the Rockford IceHogs of the AHL, and then forwards Kirby Doc and Mackenzie Entwistle also will not be traveling with the team out west due to shoulder injuries. All that and plenty more right here on Locked On Blackhawks. You're Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Tuesday, April 19th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at Jack Bushman2. Or you could also go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And if you're listening to the audio version of today's episode and you like what you're hearing, then please go and show me some support first by following the podcast. It'll only take a quick couple of seconds. Literally, a quick click of the button will help me out tremendously. Be sure to go and leave the show five stars if you like what you're hearing today as well. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, then feel free to leave me a review as well. I greatly appreciate hearing from all of my amazing listeners out there. And best of all, it's 100% for free wherever you may be listening to your podcast, whether that's through Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Google Podcasts, et cetera. It's all 100% for free. And if you go and follow the show right now, then you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And if you're not already watching the video version of today's episode, then go and give your head a shake. Go be sure to check out Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. If you haven't gotten the memo already, folks, each and every episode from here on out on the Lockdown Podcast Network is going to have a video version attached to it as well. So if you haven't done so already, definitely be sure to go and subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. I would greatly appreciate all the support, folks. I just got up over 100 subscribers, and I'm really trying to keep boosting those numbers up. So please go and subscribe to the account and the channel if you haven't done so yet. Go and smash the like button for me, and be sure to turn on those push notifications as well so you can be notified when the episode gets uploaded to YouTube each and every day. All right, good morning, everyone. As always, Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Blackhawks, and for making the show your first listen here to start off your day. To open things up on the show here this morning, as I already said, yet another loss for the Chicago Blackhawks last night as they lost 5-2 to two to the Calgary Flames at the UC. It's now their seventh loss in eight games here in the month of April, and they've also lost ten of their last eleven overall. It's been heading in the wrong direction for quite a while now here for the Blackhawks, and they're just simply not a team right now that that can compete with very many others in the NHL uh, down the stretch of the season. I mean, based on some of the moves that they made, they traded away their number one goaltender and probably their team MVP and Mark Andre Fleury. The reason why we have most of the wins that we do here this season. We also, of course, traded Brandon Hagel, a huge energy piece, to the Tampa Bay Lightning, someone who also was seeing a massive uptick in their offensive production this year as well. Blackhawks really haven't gotten a lot of production from their depth players offensively throughout the course of the season. It's really been that top line of Alex DeBrinkett, Dylan and Patrick Kane. So take away a guy like Brandon Hagel, take away the number one goaltender and Mark andre Fleury, and what do you got? one of the thinnest lineups in the entire NHL right now, uh, especially considering that a lot of younger players are starting to get a larger opportunity here with the season being lost at this point. Um, But in this game last night to Calgary, it it was kind of a weird one because on one hand, the Blackhawks got absolutely dominated in terms of expected goals for last night. Quick shout out to my buddy, uh, Big Will, who runs the Sweet Home Chicago Sports Twitter account. Uh, for continuing to post the expected goals for graphic uh, from each and every game he's been doing so recently. If you haven't followed that account yet, go and follow Sweet Home Chicago Sports on Twitter because my buddy Big Will is giving you all the data and analytics behind each game of Chicago Sports, whether that be the Cubs, the White Sox, the Bulls, the Blackhawks. He's providing you with all that data. So go and check out Sweet, Sweet Home Chicago Sports if you haven't done so already. Uh, but last night in this game between the Hawks and the Calgary Flames, Calgary led 3.17 to 1.07 in terms of expected goals for that basically tripled the Blackhawks. Uh, and interestingly enough, not a single Blackhawks player finished finished in the positive in terms of expected goals for last night. Um, so really, and if you watch the game, especially in those first 40 minutes, the Blackhawks really um Had it taken to them by a really good team in the Calgary Flames, who's the top team in the Pacific Division right now. They've already locked up their playoff spot. or are even uh, a bunch of people's teams to make it all the way to the Stanley Cup out of the West, which, I mean, overall in the entire NHL this year, I have absolutely no idea who's going to be taking home the Stanley Cup. It's seriously top to bottom. One of the deepest playoffs I think we're ever about to see. Um, But Calgary has been a staple and has been near the top out on the West Coast for a majority of the season now they're a really solid team, so uh it's not all that surprising to see the Blackhawks get dominated this badly in terms of uh expected goals for but at the same time as well, the final score of five to two, I don't think will accurately show how close the Blackhawks were in this one as well. Maybe they you know didn't deserve to beat um Kevin Lankinen, after allowing three goals. Uh, in the first period, uh, really settled in and wound up having a solid outing in that, which hopefully we'll see a couple of more of, a couple more of as the season winds down here. Just consistency has not been his strength so far this season, um, but after a, a tough first period, can't really blame him for the goals though. They were two redirects <laughs> and the other one from Johnny Goudreau, The Blackhawks' defense was absolutely abysmal and gave him way too much time and space in the offensive zone. Uh, but and settled in. He made a bunch of big stops there in the second period to keep the Hawks alive. Alec Regula winds up scoring the lone tally of the middle frame for his first NHL goal. Big shout out to Alec for netting his first NHL tuck. And also his mom was in attendance last night at the UC making the trip uh, down from Detroit, I believe. So pretty cool that she got to be uh, there in attendance to witness Alec's first NHL goal. And I'm also someone who's been super high on Regula for these past couple of years. So I was pretty happy to be uh, at the UC for his and first NHL tally as well. Um, But that put the Blackhawks down only by one heading into the second intermission. And then in the third, they just really, they played with the puck more. And I thought their defense really strengthened up. They didn't give up give up any high-danger chances to Calgary down the stretch, but they just simply couldn't get any sustained pressure in the offensive zone. It was a whole lot of one-and-dones. Calgary was shutting them down at the blue line, uh, and that's really, you know, their bread and butter. Calgary takes an early lead, and then they can kind of just sit back and play to their strengths, which is their defense and their goaltending the rest of the way. That's exactly what we saw last night. So the 5-2 to two final won't really do it justice in terms of the Blackhawks effort. Now, the first period was still really sloppy and they didn't play great over the course of 60 minutes. Um, But in the second period, they kind of found a way to turn things around. I think they were able to build off of Kevin and making a bunch of big saves. I believe he stopped uh, all 15 that he saw there in the second period to keep the Hawks down by one. So that's probably why the expected goals for were so in favor of Calgary. But in reality, this was a 3-2 game with two minutes to go. Uh, the Blackhawks just, you can't fall behind by multiple goals early on in the game and then expect to come back against a really sound defensive team like Calgary. As I said, that's their red and butter. That's what they do best. So hard to be too mad, you know, about the Hawks' overall effort in this one. They just kind of ran out of time. And, and again, Considering the moves they made and where we are at the point of the season, they just simply aren't going to match up well against a playoff contender, Stanley Cup contender, like the Calgary Flames. So, it, it was, like I said, it was kind of a weird one. Calgary was definitely the better team, and we certainly saw that in the opening 40 minutes. But hockey's a weird sport, and the goaltender can keep you around when they're on top of their game. Kevin Lankanen was on that last night again. I don't really think you can blame him for any of the three goals that the Flames scored without the empty net. Obviously, they went on to add two there in the final minute to make this look a little bit more lopsided. But it really was a a close game for the most part from start to finish. The first period was sloppy, and I think that's really what ended up costing the Blackhawks an opportunity to come back last night. Like I said, hard to come back when you're down by multiple goals against one of the top defensive teams in the entire NHL. So I'm not really upset with the Hawks' effort. I thought, you know, especially late in the game, it was very similar to the game on Saturday against Nashville. Kind of sloppy there throughout the first 40 minutes. Didn't play terrible. Also had stretches where they gave up far too many chances. Uh, And then the third, they certainly clawed their way or tried to claw their way back and at least made things things interesting. It's kind of all you can ask for out of this team right now at this point in the year. Um, It's definitely tough that they've dropped 10 of 11 now. Um, but that's kind of the way things are going at this point. And sadly, we could be seeing more of that when the Hawks head out west for their upcoming three-game road trip. All right, there are some thoughts on the Hawks five to two loss to the Calgary Flames last night. Coming up in just a minute, I will get into Hawks top prospect Lucas Reichel being reassigned to the Rockford Ice of the AHL following last night's contest. But first, I need to talk to you all about Bet Online. That time of the year again, folks. As baseball season is finally upon us, and Bet Online has way more odds and info, info from game scores, totals, player performance props to where the next fired manager is going to land or who the first fired manager is going to be this season. Whatever it is, Bet Online remains the number one spot for all sports betting here in 2022, and it's not just baseball. From the NBA and NHL playoffs. To boxing and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2022 season. Bet online is both the fastest and the easiest way to bet on your favorite sports and your favorite Vegas casino games. Bet online, where the game begins. All right, we're back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. Moving on into segment two today. I also wanted to be sure to talk for a moment on top prospect Lucas Reichel getting reassigned to the Rockford IceHogs after last night's game, according to head coach Derek King in his media session. We haven't seen an official transaction go through yet, but I think we can take Kinger's word seriously here when he says that Reichel is going to be headed back down to Rockford. And funny enough, I actually talked about this on the show yesterday when uh, breaking down the Hawks' burning the first year of Reichel's entry-level contract with the game that he played in on Saturday against Nashville. Uh, I said on the show yesterday that, you know, kind of looking at the schedule with the Hawks scheduled to take a trip out west for a three-game road trip against Arizona, the Kings, that's a back-to-back tomorrow and Thursday, and then they'll wrap that up by taking on the San Jose Sharks on Saturday. Uh, That just kind of seemed like most sensical time to be sending Reichel back down to the ice hogs to get ready for Rockford's uh, uh, playoff push that they're about to go on. They're in a spot to make the playoffs right now. They likely are going to make it, I do believe. Um, And it only makes sense to have Reichel reunited with that team for the most crucial stretch of the season. I mean, he was the MVP of the ice hogs before getting recalled. He's been the MVP of the team all season long a point-per-game player, and just a massive part of their success overall. So, again, it really only makes sense for Reichel to be headed back down there before they're going to play the most meaningful hockey of the season. And that's kind of what you want him gearing up for, right? You want him to be in those moments. Obviously, you wish they could be coming at the NHL right now, but you'll take them where you can get them. And listen, the AHL playoffs are serious. Like Those guys are going to be trying to go out there and win each and every night. They have a goal that they're wanting to accomplish, and that's the Calder Cup. So that's, you know, while it's not the NHL, those are the types of games you want your youngsters getting at at a young age. You want them getting that experience, getting that playoff feeling and the type of intensity that it's going to take and the effort that it's going to take in order to get the job done. Those are things you want your young players to experience. So I'm fully on board with Reichel uh, heading back to Rockford at this point. As I said, it's the right point in the schedule, Um, but all in all, I would probably guess, you know, this is the end of Reichel up at the NHL this season. So, I mean, unless I haven't looked at Rockford's schedule next week, but the Blackhawks do have two more games at the UC before the season wraps up. That's uh, going to come on mon- next Monday against the Philadelphia Flyers, and then on Wednesday, I believe, against the Vegas Golden Knights. So, unless the schedule works out where Reichel will be able to make a quick trip up from Rockford, um, so that's the only way he's going to get more NHL action. I don't even know if that's going to be the case. I assume they'd probably want him to remain down with Rockford, um, let him re, you know regain that chemistry with his Ice Hogs teammates, and then kind of keep him in that position. So all in all, I'm going to assume that uh, Reichel's time up in the NHL is finished this season. But for the most part, you know, while he did have some flashes, and he certainly had a bunch of chances over the last, three or four games or so to net that first NHL goal. Uh, He did at least pick up his first NHL point in that game against the Preds on Saturday, picking up the secondary assist on a goal from Dominic Kubalik. So he at least, you know, got to pick up his first NHL point before getting reassigned back to Rockford. I'm sure, you know, that's at least going to make things a little bit easier moving forward, right? He at least got that monkey off his back. Didn't have to go uh, 11 games without recording a point at the NHL level. Um, but all in all, I think it was just clear that Reichel definitely needs to get stronger before becoming a full time NHL. Or, like in terms of puck battles, he gets knocked off the puck far too easily and loses those battles very frequently. He's also just kind of getting bumped out of position all the time. Um, he, he just definitely needs to get stronger. But in terms of, you know, the way he thinks the game, his speed, I think, is the most impressive aspect of his game, like watching him enter the offensive zone with speed. He's got that ability and he's got the uh, skating technique in order to keep up with today's NHL, which is seemingly only getting faster and faster and faster Uh, in his hands. You know, he's able to move with the puck and deke around a little bit Um, that those parts. I'm not really worried about at all. He just really needs to get stronger. That's it. Like we see him lose puck battles. He's getting outsized. And I mean, for being 19 years old, you know, it's not really surprising that he's getting out muscled by grown men at this point. And that shouldn't be any reason to be worried about Reichel moving forward. And actually, he's going to, uh, he told the media that he's actually going to be staying in Chicago for the most part of the summer. And he's going to be training with Blackhawk strength and conditioning coach, Paul Goodman. And when Reichel talked about that, he even acknowledged himself that he knows he needs to get stronger uh both physically and mentally as well. He's aware of where he at, where he's at in his game right now, what he needs to work on, uh, what he needs to get better at. He recognized that, you know, he's probably a little bit skinny for um where he's at in his game right now. I believe he's still only about 170 pounds. You'd like to see him get up to 185, 190 uh at the very least, just get a little bit bigger and thicker. But again, he's only 19 years old and he at least recognizes where he needs to make improvements in his game. So uh, staying in Chicago, I think that's the absolute right move for this kid right now throughout the offseason. season. And I'm sure if he's going to be working with Paul Goodman, uh, he's going to be throwing on some weight before arriving to training camp in the fall. Um, Hopefully, you know, that will help him kind of be able to piece together the parts of his game that he needs to work on, right? Because if you get stronger, that allows you to do so much more with the puck on your stick. It allows you to win more battles in the offensive zone allows you to work off of defenders and create more for your teammates and create open ice for yourself. So that that stuff, you know, I, I hope will go hand in hand with what Reichel's really focused on this summer. Um, and I also wanted to be sure to mention that, you know, when Reichel comes back to training camp next fall, if he's not immediately ready to become a full-time NHLer that's not the worst thing in the world either. He'll still only be 20 years old, right? And even Reichel, when he was first drafted by the Blackhawks, they asked him how long it was going to take before he was coming to North America, and he said two years. So originally in his mind, I know you were asking a 17-year-old kid that question when the biggest thing of his life just happened to him. I'm sure his head was probably everywhere. Um, but in his mind, as a 17-year-old, he didn't even think he'd be over in North America at this point yet. Next year in his mind, would have been his first year. So it's a patient approach, and that's something I wanted to talk about as well. With Kyle Davidson in charge now, that patient approach is going to take the forefront. The Blackhawks, I mean, they haven't been patient with a prospect in forever. Basically, throughout Stan Bowman's entire tenure here, he never was patient with prospects. He was trying to save his job, trying to keep the Blackhawks competitive, trying to keep fans enticed by pulling up some prospects who clearly weren't ready for stepping who clearly weren't ready to step on that stage. So if Reichel isn't fully 100% ready to be a full-time NHLer next year, that's not the worst thing in the world. And I really do believe that Kyle Davidson will recognize that, and he will give Reichel more time in Rockford to open up the year. Again, there's nothing wrong with that. And for the Blackhawks, uh, I know Davidson would never publicly admit this, but. I'm sure they're not going to be all that focused on winning next year either. I mean, if I were that, I'd certainly be more enticed by the Connor Bedard sweepstakes because that kid looks like he's going to be a stud and really could be a uh, franchise-altering player. So even if Reichel isn't 100% ready next year and has to start out in Rockford again, I don't think that's a bad move by the Blackhawks whatsoever because you want him to be 110% confident in himself that he's going to be able to have success at the NHL level. You don't want to do anything to hinder that. I don't think, you know, this 11-game stretch is going to knock him down at all. Like, I think even he recognizes, you know, this is his first year in North America and he's already playing in the show. Kind of like an Alex Vlasic situation. Like, so many people were worried that um, getting NHL action at such a young age was going to ruin his confidence. I think, you know, if you're aware of where you are in your development, Struggling at the NHL level isn't like a knock on your game, right? Like it just shows you what you need to improve upon before you step onto the scene full time. And Vlasic and Reichel know they're not full time NHLers at this point, so uh, I like that they they gave him the experience. Um, but yeah, even if he's not ready yet, it's not going to be detrimental. And I hope Blackhawks fans understand that. And it also could even further help out the Blackhawks uh, save some money on Reichel's second contract as well, because obviously. He plays in less NHL games next year. He's not going to have as great of an argument when uh, he's trying to get himself some extra cashola. Um, Probably not something that's going to matter all that much to the Chicago Blackhawks with the way that the direction that they're heading in. Um, But it is something to consider. But I do expect Reichel to obviously um, get stronger in the offseason here and also make a stronger push to be a full-time NHLer next year after. He's going to remain in Chicago this summer and work and train with Blackhawks strength and conditioning coach Paul Goodman. All right, there are my thoughts on Lucas Reichel getting reassigned to the Rockford IceHogs of the AHL following last night's game. Coming up in just a minute, I will also get into forwards Kirby Dock and Mackenzie Entwistle being slated to miss the upcoming three-game road trip due to shoulder injuries. But first, I need to talk to you all about rockauto.com Rock Auto is a family business serving auto parts customers and do-it-yourselfers online for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to save both money and time while shopping for auto and body parts from hundreds of different manufacturers. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even as much as 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or at a new car dealership? Chain stores and car dealerships. They have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers, but with rockauto.com, you get to skip out on the middleman process, and rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody, and they're always reliably low. The rockauto.com catalog is also remarkably unique and super easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle, from motor oil to tail lamps and even carpet, and you can also choose the brand's specifications and the prices that you prefer. Best of all, those prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much money and time for the same parts when you can go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts that you'll ever need for your car or truck for the best possible prices. And be sure to let them know that the Lockdown Podcast Network sent you. Welcome back to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. Got something in my eye here. I apologize. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Uh, getting into segment three now today before I wrap things up, I also wanted to be sure to provide a couple of quick injury updates before the Blackhawks head out west for their current three-game road trip. First forward, Kirby Dock, who suffered a shoulder sprain in the Hawks' 5-4 shootout victory over the San Jose Sharks last week. He's missed each of the last two games due to that injury. And he now also will not be traveling with the team as they head out west uh, to take on the Coyotes, Kings, and the San Jose Sharks. And at this point, you know, with Doc being whether you like him or not, whether you want to admit it or not, he is a crucial piece of this franchise moving forward, whether good or bad. He's going to be very critical. Um, But because of that, I don't expect. Him to suit up in another game for the Blackhawks this season. It's just not worth it at this point, right? And God, I poor Kirby has been just had to deal with so much in his short NHL career so far. He had those concussions early on in his first season, had multiple concussions. Uh obviously, he also had that serious wrist surgery from the injury that occurred at the World Juniors last year. And now he's got a shoulder sprain. Um and at this point, you know, it's just like he's just been so unlucky throughout his first NHL seasons, and I definitely feel for Kirby um, because he's just had so much to deal with, not even in terms of injuries. I mean, injuries alone he's had a lot to deal with. Um, but it, it, you could just tell how much of a struggle it's been for this kid up here. That's what I really want to talk about, not the physical, obviously, he's had struggles with in that department as well, but the mental aspect. Um, I think at this point for the Blackhawks, it would be smarter to shut him down, kind of let him unwind and take some of the weight off of his shoulders and um, just let him relax and kind of get away from the game. I think that's honestly the best thing for him right now because you can just tell how visibly frustrated he's been with himself all year long. Like if you go to practice or you watch him in games, he's got his head down. Looks like the weight of the world is on his shoulders. You can tell that his confidence has just kind of been shaken. So I think the best thing would be to let this kid go into the offseason, get away from everything, and then, you know, get fully healthy and start training as hard as possible, working on the things that he needs to work on, which, you know, his speed, his ability at the face-off dot, certainly if he wants to be a center at the NHL level, he's going to have to figure that out probably sooner rather than later. Um, he's got to work on his puck handling. He's just got to be more dynamic and be able to create more for his teammates. And then also, when he gets prime scoring opportunities, he needs to work on the efficiency of a shot and the strength of a shot and being able to pick top corner. He just hasn't been able to be, hasn't been able to score goals frequently enough through his first three NHL campaigns. Uh, there are plenty of things that he needs to work on there. He's got a long way to go. But also, like I said, I think he needs to be working on himself mentally at this point too. You can just tell how much, how much of a toll everything has taken on him so far in his career in Chicago, all the expectations, going number 3 overall, seeing what guys like Trevor Ziegris are doing, what Matt Boldy's doing with Minnesota. There's a lot of them that are, you know, finding success and Kirby just hasn't been able to do that yet. Uh there's also, you know, obviously been the tough chatter from the fans which forced him to get off of social media back in December, I believe it was. Um uh also there's you know the team being one of the worst in the entire NHL and for a young kid who's probably been involved on uh a ton of good teams throughout his career and has probably been the best player at every level, you know, I'm sure this is frustrating for Kirby. So it, it's just it's been a tough couple of years for him. And I think, you know, step one in making those adjustments, obviously I just listed off all the things physically that he needs to work on, but I think step one would be making sure that he's a hundred percent in the right place of mind and then kind of go and figure out the other stuff you know you you got to put in the work to get better in those aspects that I just listed off but if he's not there mentally it's probably not going to matter so um he, he just needs to be in a good place mentally in order to get to the level where I'm sure he wants to be at where Blackhawks fans want him to be at and I'm sure where the organization wants him to be at as well Uh, And I, like I said, I've just seen Kirby far too often with his heads, his head down and his confidence being low and whatnot. So um, Doc needs to come back in a better mental state next season. And I truly believe in order for uh, him to take that next step and become a more effective player up here has got to be in the right place. So I wouldn't mind shutting him down for the remainder of season and kind of letting him go and unwind and get some of the stress and weight off of his shoulders. As for Mackenzie and whistle, um, He suffered a shoulder injury in last night's game as well against Calgary. He exited in the first period and was not able to return to that contest. And after the game, um, head coach Derek King, when talking about on whistle, said he's got a super stiff shoulder uh, and also added that he probably will not be joining the team for their upcoming road trip either. I still haven't been able to see a replay of the hit that whistle took. It happened right in front of me, Um, but I haven't been able to get a second glance at it yet, but. From the first look, it certainly uh, did not look great for Entwhistle going shoulder first into the boards. We don't have more of an update at uh, on him at this time, um, but it, just really a bummer that if I had to guess, his season's probably over as well. If he's not going to be traveling out west, um, because that fourth line of he, Boris Kachuk, and Reese Johnson, I thought had been performing quietly pretty darn good over the past you know handful of games together. So. Um, hopefully, Macker will be able to feel better here soon. But uh, like I said, with only six games left on the schedule and only two of those coming in Chicago, it might just be smarter to shut him down for the remainder of the regular season as well. All right, folks, I think that is going to wrap up Tuesday, April nineteenth episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and be sure to go and follow the podcast and subscribe to YouTube, and you'll be able to get. The latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, be sure to go and check out the Lockdown Fantasy Hockey podcast. As host Steel Rodent and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available on all platforms. So be sure to check out Lockdown Fantasy Hockey right now wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at Jack Bushman Two. Or you can also go and check out my strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And for any questions from any of you listeners out there regarding anything related to the Blackhawks or to the show, feel free to email lockdownblackhawks at gmail.com. You can also hit me up on any of my Twitter accounts, or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.